Welcome everyone. Good evening, day, morning, night, or afternoon to you. I hope that this is reaching you in the highest of the spirits, the highest of the high, high, high. All right, guys, if you have any topic requests or would like to be on the subscription list or would like to be featured on this podcast, please hit me up, hit me up, shoot me a text, um, send me a direct message on Instagram or Twitter, Agent K21, or just on Instagram, Agent K21 Podcast. All right, guys, we're talking about Neverland. Never, Neverland. What is Neverland? Neverland is a fictional place. For those who do not know, it is a fictional place based off of the Peter Pan story. Neverland is not real, (laughs) but it is very real within us. Okay, so Neverland is uh, the place where we refuse to grow up. So these are our childhood limitations that... uh, You know, we carry into adulthood what we don't deal with in childhood. We carry into adulthood. And so, um, yeah, we're going to talk about some of those childhood beliefs, childhood wounds, childhood healing, the inner child. That's what this is all about, the inner child. Now, what is the inner child? The inner child is a part of yourself, is all of your childhood memories, your entire childhood, basically, is always within you. It's never far from you. It's always there. And, you know, as we grow and develop, it becomes subconscious. It becomes things that we're not aware of that we continue to hold true to us. So any type of traumatic experiences, any type of bad memories, even good memories are stored in the inner child. So when you begin doing shadow work and things like that, you discover the inner child. So we're going to talk about Neverland. All right. Neverland is not a real place. Okay. I mean, technically it is. If you want to be technical about it, Neverland, the Neverland Ranch, uh, if we want to talk about that. But the author of Peter Pan explains that the Neverlands are found in the minds of children and that although each is always more or less an island and they have a family resemblance They are not the same from one child to the next. So it says, for example, John had a lagoon with flamingos flying over it, while his little brother, Michael, had a flamingo with lagoons flying over it. The novel says that the Neverlands are compact enough that adventures are never far between. It says that a map of a child's mind would resemble a map of Neverland with no boundaries at all. So that's a mouthful. We just talked about boundaries and adventure and some of the things that we negate in our childhood. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Neverland. And uh, (laughs) it's a place that we all have that we all, since we all have different childhoods, our Neverland is different from each person to the next. So I'm going to talk about some common themes that can be found in Neverland. And we're going to tackle some of these and how to integrate them to become whole. So, uh, as you heard, one is no boundaries. So there are no boundaries. No boundaries in this Neverland. People who have no boundaries will violate other people's boundaries. Okay. What are boundaries? Boundaries are basically your feelings that indicate 
what limitations you hold, what, where your limits are. And your boundaries will say, hey, this doesn't feel right. I'm not going to do this. Or I don't really want to go to this party. Your boundaries are, you know, defined by saying no and meaning no. Saying what you mean, meaning what you say, that kind of stuff is part of your boundaries. But boundaries is a whole topic that we're going to really dive into later on because um, boundaries are not something that is really enforced. And for those of us who come from enmeshed trauma, enmeshed families, boundaries are basically uh, not even a thing. So for those of us uh, who have that dynamic, we have to work very diligent to create and to maintain those boundaries. Um, For those of us who have been in abusive, toxic, narcissistic, codependent relationships, boundaries are also going to be a big thing for you going to have to work on establishing, maintaining, and creating those boundaries. And so um, if we weren't seeing what healthy boundaries are, we're going to have to really find what they are first, create them for ourselves, and then maintain them. And so uh, boundaries, that's a whole other topic, but that's one of the beliefs that's set in Neverland is there are no boundaries, okay? So that's one thing. Never-ending adventure is another Now, I'm one for fantasy and adventure all day long. But when it comes to the inner child running rampant and having no type of discipline, no type of consistency, no type of anything, um, that kind of creates, I don't want to say disaster, catastrophe, but kind of, sort of, because you... You use the adventure as escape, or you can. We can use adventure as escape instead of uh, exploration and development. So when the inner child wants to run rampant, uh, it can be a little irresponsible, you know. You want to take this seven-day vacation, and you know that you have no money. (laughs) And you're just like, nope, I want to take myself on this adventure, so I'm going to go for it. That's kind of irresponsible, and you know, rents due the next day. That's kind of, you know, leaving yourself in shambles there. So uh, when it comes to this particular uh, childhood Neverland uh, theme, we want to really integrate how to make every day an adventure so that no one's feeling left out. No part of yourself is feeling abandoned or hurt or lonely or neglected. We want to embrace all of that. And so we want to set up some healthy boundaries. And we also want to set up some good fun for ourselves. Every day you should take yourself on an adventure. Whatever that looks like for you. Um, You know, watch a new movie. Go to somewhere you've never been before. Do something fun for yourself each and every day. You know, open up a coloring book. Who knows? The, the, The possibilities are endless. All right. And so uh, those are a couple of that we just learned from Neverland. Some more uh, Neverland childhood limiting beliefs are being the victim. Being the victim, always wanting someone to rescue you, fix you, or save you. Okay, so victimhood, victim mindset is everyone's out to get me. Um, You know, it's kind of pointing the finger at everything else. And it's saying, you know, I'm not safe with myself. 
I need to be rescued from my life, from who I am. I need to be fixed. And so we attract these things on a subconscious level of putting ourselves in situations where we need to be rescued or, you know, intentionally, I don't even want to say intentionally, but unintentional, intentionally, you know, getting ourselves in situations are uh, having issues occur, you know, um, for example, for myself, I definitely can fall into this category of uh, not necessarily wanting to be rescued, but wanting to be taken care of. And so situations can arise where I'm, you know, I, I find myself in situations where I'm like, oh, um, not doing too well right now. I guess I need to be taken care of. That's a childhood belief that wants a part of a part of the self wants to be really taken care of, doesn't want to grow up. But that's in direct conflict for those of us who have this victimhood it's usually in direct conflict with wanting independence. So usually you'll see a clash where you want independence, you want autonomy, but there's this clash going on. And so um, I'll use my own life as an example. I was not happy where I was living. I wanted to get out of Miami. I was so tired of it, but I felt stuck and I felt like I couldn't get out of there. I couldn't get out of there. I needed to be rescued. So quite literally, I was rescued out of there. But then I'm put into another scenario where I'm like, oh man, I want to be rescued from here too, right? And so it's a perpetuating belief that continues to go on and on and on. And until we find where the root of this is, we can't really work with it. All right, so we don't want to work against it. We want to work with it. And so... In this situation, you have to realize, hey, I have to be my own hero. I have to be my own captain right now. I'm, I'm Captain Hook. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. And I'm going to save myself from myself. And you save yourself from those situations. And you realize that you want to be rescued probably because you were always rescued in childhood. Probably because you weren't rescued in childhood. So you want to be rescued. Um, so many ways that this can happen. You know, and so what happens is you have to rescue yourself. You have to take care of yourself. And I can only speak from a personal experience. I know for myself, there's a deep rooted sense of distrust for self. So we have to trace back where did this distrust of self come into play? When did this first occur? When is it happening now? And how? Has it happened um, past this moment? And so you have to find out where did this sense of distrust? Because if you don't trust yourself, you wouldn't trust yourself to rescue yourself. You wouldn't trust yourself to save or fix yourself or anyone else. And so you hand over that trust. Uh, you hand over that and put it in the pockets of someone else or something else, you know, this higher power is going to rescue me from the situation. This external something is going to rescue me. Newsflash, no one's going to rescue you. You must rescue you. Um, and then, you know, the other one is powerlessness. Powerlessness. When we feel powerless, we 
essentially give our power away to other people. You know, we feel those people have it better. Those people can do this. And you feel boxed in by your limitations. That's not true. Um, Everything is available to everyone at all times. And it's a choice to take those opportunities and to take the path that is laid before you. Now, uh, it can be very daunting at times to embrace what is. And I'm going to do a whole episode on embracing what is. But again, we don't want to fight against anything. We want to work with everything because everything is working for our good. And when we truly, truly believe that, we'll start to see that, you know. So I may say, oh, man, I... I really want to get rescued from this uh, living situation I'm in. Then I get rescued. Then I go, oh, man, I really want to get rescued again. And then you have to pause and say, wait a minute. What good has come from this situation? And then you start thinking, huh? Well, I I got out of that terrible living environment I was in, or I finally was able to do X, Y, or Z. Or this actually happened now that I'm in this place of residency you know and you start to think like hmm there is some good all around you and even from the previous situation okay you want to be rescued from from that situation what good was there oh I have my own space I have my independence I have all the things I've been longing for now that it's here how are you going to maintain and so that's the lesson Again, when we start doing this inner child work, we want to focus on what is the lesson to learn. And so um, using that same example, the lesson is, okay, when you actually get what you want, how will you maintain it? How will you nurture it? How will you cultivate it? You know, without letting the fear of it being taken from you um, rule the day. And so those are a few things that can happen. Um, in this Neverland, this never-ending Neverland that we take with us. Now, because Neverland is always going to be with us, we can't reject it. We can't deny it. We can't suppress it. We can try, but it's still going to be there. And we might have situations occur where we don't know why they're occurring, but we have these themes going on in the background. You know, you have your phone on, you get all these other apps open. You don't know why your battery's draining. Close those motherfucking apps. (laughs) That's why your battery is draining. Close those apps. Okay, and that's basically what we're doing with uh, the inner child in the shadow work. Is we're closing all those apps so we can use all of the battery life that we have. Alright, so when we start working on these inner child wounds, these inner child beliefs, inner child memories. uh, We want to take them fully as a part of ourself. So three things we really want to do is we want to accept them completely. We want to unconditionally love them. And we want to find total approval for the things we despise, especially in ourselves. So we want to accept, unconditionally love, and find total approval. And once we find those things, we are so much more capable of granting that to ourselves. And whatever you give to yourself, you simultaneously will give to others. All right, so... Um, when it comes to some of those, uh, 
those beliefs I, I mentioned just now of wanting to be rescued, fixed, or saved, or wanting to be taken care of. One way that you can start to see and paint another alternative is by looking for evidence that disproves this belief. And what I mean by that is, if you feel like, oh, I always need someone else to rescue me, think about the ways that others have already rescued you. Think about the way that you don't really need someone else to rescue you. Think about the ways that you've rescued yourself. Think about the ways you've rescued others. And when you start to think about that, you'll start to notice a shift. And when that shift happens, you'll notice uh, everything has already been falling in place the whole time, right? And so that gives you a sense of peace to say, huh, when I look back over my life and I think about the things that I attracted, I can see how and why, but I can also see how it's always been. And so, for example, um, say you want to feel rescued and then you find evidence in your life of how the universe has been taking care of you the whole time. God, source, universe has been taking care of you the whole time. So uh, another example, when I think about times in my lowest times when I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it from day to day or, you know, Uh, Two live examples I have for you. Two live examples. I was uh, at... I was at a restaurant. I'm just going to... No name. I was at a restaurant and I parked in the parking lot. And uh, I thought I was going to be really quick. You know, I was like... It was like 10 minutes tops, right? Probably 15. I'm like 10, 15 minutes tops. I come outside. I just moved. You know, I just moved to Miami and I'm like... You know, I'm just going to stop in here real quick. I just parked somewhere. And uh, I come outside and my car is being towed. And I'm like, fuck, this cannot be happening right now. This cannot be happening. Like, I literally just got off the plane. This was my first day, like, on my own. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm like, let's do this. I had just found a place to live. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And I'm being, my car is being towed. And I'm like, gotta be kidding me. And I said, dude, I'm right here. Like, just, just let that off the hook, man. Come on. He's like, I can't. He said, you gotta drop X amount of dollars for me to let this go. I said, what? I said, you crazy. I said, man, okay. I said, if I don't pay you X amount of dollars right now, what's gonna happen? He's like, well, I'm gonna take it to the pound and then you have to pay X, X amount of dollars to get this back. I said, man, like... Ah, okay. Now, luckily for me, I was like, you know what? This couldn't have happened at a better time because I was actually in a position to drop X amount of dollars. And just so happened that the restaurant I was in had an ATM machine. It was like they were waiting. They they already knew. They were like, yep, somebody's going to get got today. Let's put this ATM machine right here. And so I was able to go to the ATM because he's like, all I take is cash. I'm like, of course, that's all you take. So I go get the cash. <laughs> And, you know, I, I couldn't even be upset because I was like, you know what? This could have been so much worse. I could have not had the funds. I could have, you know, the car could have already been at the pound when I came out. I could have just came outside too late, too little, too late and saw my car not there and been freaking out and had to find where my car went. So looking for those moments where you can say I was taken care of because I had the means to take care of myself. I was taken care of. Because 
you were able to rescue your yourself from the situation in a timely manner. Um, and just finding the gratitude of that situation, finding the good in everything. And so, you know, the inner child might have been freaking out like, what? But that's when the adult self comes and soothes that inner child and says, you know what? It's okay. I'm here to take care of you. Uh, the next example I can give is um, I was at work one day and I uh, had left my food, my lunch on the counter. And I was like, man, I just made this lunch and I ended up leaving it at home. And I was like, I'm not about to spend money to get lunch. And I wasn't going to have lunch that day. I already was like, nope, going to work this eight hour shift. And I'm not going to get lunch. That was, I already was like, no, I'm not doing it. Cause I just wasn't going to <laughs> stubborn of me. Yes, perhaps. But I was like, no, that that's not going to happen. And so, uh, got to move real quick. And so in that scenario, uh, yeah, that situation happened. And I was like, huh, I don't know what I'm going to do for lunch today. But I'm not going to worry about it because I'm being stubborn. And so uh, I'm at work and I had this great customer experience. I mean, it was obviously so great that this customer says, I want to buy you lunch today. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, yes, you do. And I, and I was like, you know what? This might be a little unorthodox, but I'm going to take you up on that. And I said, uh, let's go. I said, my lunch break is actually right after you. You know, I'm going to make sure that this appointment stretches out till that it is after you. And um, I ended up going and having lunch with this customer. And they, they treated me to lunch. And it was a, a blessing. And it also was a lesson for me, too. But um, seeing those moments where the universe has always taken care of you. So whether it's you taking care of yourself in your own way, taking care of others, finding ways to appreciate where you are in life will do immensely good things for you. So this is all for now. We're going to continue talking about Neverland. So make sure you check out the last two episodes and I will see you until next time.